Entrepreneur on Fire 429. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Looking for a no-strings-attached kind of deal? That's what I like. Here's one. Sign up with audiobooks.com and you'll get your first book for free today. No strings attached. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Are you an entrepreneur or a startup on a budget? That doesn't mean you should skip out on legal services. At Walker Corporate Law, they encourage fixed fees. They believe that billable hours reward inefficiency. Contact the founder, Scott, at walkercorporatelaw.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Joel Calm. Joel, are you prepared to ignite? Activate, my friend. <laughs> Joel is an entrepreneur, New York Times bestselling author, and new media innovator, an expert on harnessing the power of the web, publishing social media and mobile applications to expand your brand's reach and engage in active relationship marketing. He is a sought-after public speaker who leaves his audience inspired, entertained, armed with strategic tools to create a new media campaign that will explode their business. <laughs> Given our listeners just a little overview, Joel, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Appreciate you having me here into Fire Nation. Hello. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for, well, a long time. I built my first website back in 1995 before Ooh. most people knew what the web even was. And uh, over the years, I've, I've played in just about every sandbox that's not illegal, immoral, or fattening um, <laughs> to, to date, you know, from affiliate marketing to creating sites, selling sites, online games, mobile marketing, mobile applications, WordPress themes online video, um, six books, two second editions, 10 foreign translations, 40 ebooks, and somewhere in there, there is a partridge in a pear tree. I just know. <laughs> Joel, this is not your first rodeo. It's very obvious, but I'm kind of curious and just kind of give me your gut one word answer. What's the least, your least favorite venture you've been in in the last 15 years? Oh, least favorite had to be my foray into developing a mobile marketing platform that just completely failed. <laughs> and what, on the flip side, was your favorite? Boy, there's been so many. I think I, the thing I enjoy most is is speaking, is uh, being in front of a room full of people and, and having the opportunity to light a fire in them and inspire them to follow their their passions and whatever talents, skills, and abilities they have developed in their life. Because I think when we're doing what we were made to do, then that's where we have the greatest impact. Well, Joel, then congratulations, because this is the second best opportunity, because you are now in front of over 450,000 unique downloaders of Fire Nation on a monthly basis. They are all entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners hanging on your every word. And those next words are going to be a success quote, because we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to keep that motivational flame burning. So take it away. You know, in uh, 1992, I believe it was, I went to a Zig Ziglar Born to Win conference and it changed my life. And I remember Zig saying, you get what you want when you help enough other people 
get what they want. And it's the truth. You focus on other people and the value that you can bring to them and everything else will take care of itself. Love that. Let's just hear one example, Joel, of how you've applied this mentality, this mantra to your life and the results. Well, it's in everything I do, every book I write, every speech I give. I'm really focusing on helping other people uh, ignite whatever that passion is in them and help them to focus, you know, because we are so inundated with all these messages of all the things we should be doing in our lives. We let people should all over us. (laughs) And I want to tell people, don't let anybody should on you. You got to connect with your heart and your passions and, and do that thing that you were called to do, regardless of what your parents might have said or your teachers or your peers or the world around you. You got to really focus in on that thing because that's what's going to bring the most value to others and that's where you're going to find the most contentment. Love that. And Joel, you've already admitted you're not a stranger to failure and that's what we're going to talk about next. And you're an amazing storyteller. You can weave a story as good as anybody I've heard on a podcast at a conference. So let's do that now. Take it down to the ground level and share with us a time that you failed, that you just fell flat in your face, but really take us there with you and share with us the lessons you learned from that. Oh, you know, let's just talk about the one uh, I brought up as long as you're talking about failure. Yeah. You know, this was a number of years ago and I knew that mobile marketing was going to be the next big thing. And I put six figures and easy six figures into developing a, a custom platform where businesses of all size would be able to use mobile to uh, reach out to their prospects and their customers. And because I was distracted with a number of other projects, books, uh, iPhone apps, and, and my own speaking career, I did not give this particular application the uh, the attention that it deserved. And when it came time to uh, turn focus to it, there were so many competitors out there already, uh, and it just kept bleeding me and bleeding me. I even tried to sell the technology. Technology, and it was just, it was a miserable failure. But I'll tell you when I stopped failing. I, I quit failing with it, John, when I stopped paying for it. <laughs> I sh- when I shut it down, when I was willing to walk away and say, this is, it was before its time, but now it's past its prime, and I'm done paying for it, and I was willing to let it go. That's when I finally succeeded with it, and I was able to let it go and move on, and now it really has become a great story. You know, as entrepreneurs, we like to talk about all our successes, and I think the failures are equally important because uh, it levels the playing field and lets people know that not everything that we touch turns to gold. Some of it, you know, just turns to dust, and that it's okay to fail, because if you don't take those risks and get out there and have those failures, then you're not swinging for the fences and you're never going to hit the home runs. And that's exactly why we lead off with failure, Joel, because at Entrepreneur on Fire, that was my vision was there's great entrepreneurs sharing amazing stories, but there's also a huge chasm between this very successful entrepreneur and then the listener and how did they get there? And by really starting with a failure and sharing where we misstepped early on in our venture can be so valuable for so many reasons. And one of the things that I'm kind of pulling out of one of your early failures was the bright, shiny object syndrome. I mean, you really knew that mobile was going to be huge and it was, and you wanted to be a part of it, but you also had all these other things going on that was distracting your main focus. And Joel, my word focus, I love here at Entrepreneur on Fire, the acronym is 
follow one course until success. Now, admittedly, you weren't following one course. And looking back on it, besides that, what is one major mistake that you made during that whole process that you feel could have either turned things around quicker or made you fail faster and move on to something else? Related only to it insofar as uh, I had a team, I had a couple bad hires. You know, when you, mm. uh, w- when you hire people that say one thing and uh, operate another way uh, and you, you put them in control and give them too much power, then uh, some real damage could be done. And for years, I had a, a pretty significant team. I peaked out at 38 people. And I'm really happy because I took a sabbatical for most of 2011, 2012 sold off a couple of my more successful properties and and scaled back to me, one person that is the only employee. And I'm so much happier working at home. And that's not to say that we didn't do great stuff, you know, in the office and with my team because we did. And I had some fantastic people on my team that did some great work. But I really enjoy uh, being able to commute downstairs into my office and and Mm -hmm. working from home. Love that. And do you own the domain joelcom.com? I do, and .net and .org and .info and all the, and, and I own joelcomsucks.com too. That way, you know, if somebody wanted to buy that, it's mine. Brilliant. I am right now on GoDaddy buying up that domain for John Lee Dumas. Totally should. Everybody everybody should own it. Joel, I have joelcomcomplaints, joelcomlawsuit.com, because if somebody unscrupulous does get a hold of your brand, you want to try to control that as much as you can. And I've never needed to use any of those, but I have them. Absolutely. And I want to go back to the point you made about hiring. And we hear it on on Fire all the time, hire slow, fire fast. So that's the lesson that I'm going to share with Fire Nation from one of your experiences. But Joel, boil it down for us. What's one clear lesson that you can share with Fire Nation? If you could just have them walk away with one thing, what would it be from that failure? You know what? I did it exactly the opposite that you said. I hired fast and I fired slow. Uh, You know, when you've got people that are working for you, you feel a certain responsibility to them. And I kept a number of people on my payroll for longer than I should have. When there was changes in the economy and and the internet marketing business world, uh, there were some signs that I should have made some shifts. And I was very slow to move them because we're talking about people's lives. And sometimes we're compassionate beyond what is healthy for ourselves and our own families. And, and I think that's what I did. And there's a word for that. We call it codependency. <laughs> and, uh, and I've learned a lot from that experience. And I'm going to be far more cautious and uh, aware in the future in those respects. Well, so Joel, on that note, let's go to the other end of the spectrum because we've obviously all encountered a lot of failures and obstacles and challenges in both of our journeys and every entrepreneur has. But let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about a light bulb moment that you've had at some point during your journey and how you turned that moment into success. But really tell us that story and take us there. We want to be there with you on that journey. You know, let me give you an example that uh, is not so much one of my big money makers, but I just find it so entertaining. Uh, in uh, 2010 or nine, nine or ten, I came out with a book called Kaching: How to Grow an Online Business That Pays and Pays. And I was inspired by Staples Easy Button to create a green Kaching button that, uh, <laughs> when, when pressed. 
makes I heard that it. sound. It came yep. up. Uh, yep. And so uh, what I what we did is we developed an iPhone application to go along as a, a company that is a promotional tool and submitted the app to the iTunes App Store. And Apple rejected it. Uh, they said because it had minimal user functionality. Well, <laughs> you know, when Apple says no go, you could, you know, pretty much you hang your head and walk away or you go back and develop it some more. And I thought, aha, this is a moment to take these lemons and make some lemonade. How do I get some press out of this deal? And so I uh, got my video producer, Chris Harper, to bring the camera into my office, downloaded a bunch of other apps in the app store that you would say had minimal user functionality. One of them was an objection button. You just push it and it says objection. Another one was an app called Knock on Wood, which was nothing more than uh, an image of wood. And when you tapped it, it would make the knocking sound. That was it. <laughs> and I created this video that was an appeal to Steve Jobs. Now, of course, this is uh, several years ago. And we put the little violin music and did some quick edits and made it real humorous. And a week later, the app got approved to the App Store after we <laughs> submitted it. TechCrunch did a story on it and posted the video on their page. And it just it got a lot of attention. And what it confirmed for me is that the power of marketing is not so much in the product as it is the story that we frame it in, the story that we tell around it. And so anytime I put a product or service out there, I always try to frame it in a way that's going to captivate the attention of the audience and especially the media. And it's usually not uh, directly uh, lined up with the features or benefits of the product. <laughs> Can we hear that cha-ching one more time? Absolutely. There you go. Oh, love that sound. <laughs> you know, I sometimes wonder if our younger generations are even going to know what that is because they have grown up without the old school cash registers. And that just may be a thing that dies with the millennials, my generation. But Joe, what I would love to do is just, again, have you boil it down because you shared three or four incredible nuggets with that entire aha moment. What's just one thing that we can walk away from that we can really apply to our entrepreneurial journeys? Well, first of all is, is rejection. Just because somebody says no, that doesn't mean no. The story's not over until you agree with that no. Any good salesman will tell you no's are just another opportunity to get to yes. It's a numbers game. You've got to go through a number of no's before you can get to that yes, but you know that yes is coming. Another is to be able to look at the story you're telling and reframe it in a new way because if the story you're telling hasn't gotten through – to your intended audience, then you have to get into their minds and think, okay, what would be interesting to them? For example, when uh, we released the, the iFart app, which is world famous, <laughs> and yes, I'm to blame for that, um, and it, it hit number one for three weeks. But the reason it hit number one wasn't because the, this fart app. I mean, it, yes, it's a cool app and it has some fun features, but it was the story that we did around it. And I went from the angle of um, releasing sales to rank numbers. For example, nobody knew what it meant if you were number 75 in entertainment category. Nobody knew what does it mean if you're number 60 in overall sales. Rather than going for the entertainment market with a new story, I went to the developers who back in 2008 had no idea what it meant to sell, to be ranked a certain number and how many units you were selling. So my framing of that story went to the development community, which then got picked 
picked up by TechCrunch and Mashable and VentureBeat, and it became a consumer story. So it's, it's always this approach of an end around what you think initially the reasons that people would pay attention to what you're selling are to what some real reasons that might cause them to pay attention. Joel, have you had an I've made it moment? Oh, I've had multiple I've made it moments. Let's hear uh, one real story of an I've made it moment. Uh, the first one came back in 1997 when the game site, uh, we, we had one of the first multiplayer game sites in the world where people could uh, play against others online. And we had card games like Hearts and Spades and board games like Chess and Checkers. And uh, it was called ClassicGames.com. Yeah. And we we grew it to hundreds of users that were using it at one time. And in 1998, it was purchased from the then king of the internet, Yahoo. And uh, it, it was my first seven-figure deal. And it's the foundation of what is still today known as Yahoo Games. And while the, the millions from the purchase, uh, the sale of the site are gone all these years later, if you are a Yahoo Games fan, there's little avatars you can choose from to play as. And one of them is this cartoon guy with a red hat, goatee, and glasses, and that's me. That's so, so I've I chosen him for, before. Yeah, you've played as as my guy then, and I think that's still that that still tickles me. Oh, that's amazing. So, Joel, you've had quite the journey. Wow, and that's what I want to talk about next here because so many people within Fire Nation and myself included struggle with the entrepreneurial journey because there are such high highs and such low lows. And it seems like they can come right off the backs of each other. So how as entrepreneurs, do we kind of level that playing field and not let ourselves get so caught up in the highs and the winds and not get so dragged down to the depression of the lows? How do we maintain that balance? You know, we are the storytellers. We are the ones that are forging out and breaking new ground and, and boldly going where others have not gone before. And in doing so, there's something in our DNA, I think, that is wired to uh, to be able to handle the failures a, a little bit more than perhaps the the person that's more wired for the disciplined job, which, which I could never do. And I think after you've had a few discouragements and you've had some of the highs. When the highs come, you still celebrate them and, and uh, enjoy them, but the lows don't affect you quite as dramatically because you know these things will pass. As long as we keep doing that thing that we're called to do and we don't give up, then we know that success is going to come our way again. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's a non-negotiable because the only other option would be to go get a job. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm psychologically unemployable. So <laughs> I, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. And I love the freedom. It's just so great to be able to sleep in. I get up in the morning whenever I roll out of bed, 8, 8.30 or so, check some email really quickly, and then I go for a walk. I go out for an hour, and I just I get my body moving, and I enjoy the day. And then I come back, and if I've got interviews to do or a podcast to record or email to check up on or projects to do, I kind of take it as things come without too much of a schedule. And, uh, and I just, I love it so much that I'm willing to, uh, to take those downturns. Oh, love that. And Joel, speaking of what you have going on today, let's bring this interview to present times because you've had quite the journey and you currently have some really cool things going on. So share with Fire Nation one or two things that you're just really excited about right now. Well, actually you guys, uh, you're 
uh, listeners are going to get to hear this before my listeners yeah, even have because yeah. I haven't released this, but I've decided I'm going to. Yeah, because I've been on the front lines of so many different industries, it seems like one of the gifts I've had is the ability to see what's next. And and I am developing a number of projects, but typically we don't talk about what we're actually doing while we're doing it. We tell people about it when it's ready to go, right, or after we've had a success with it. And I've had a number of people tell me they would love to pick my brain on the journey as I'm going, as I'm building, and see how they could leverage uh, my thought processes in, in a form of mastermind. So I'm getting ready to launch my inner circle. Actually, just set up the domain, and, and it's it's open, but I just need to fine-tune the, the pages, and it's joelcominnercircle.com, where I will be getting on a monthly call with my members and sharing with them, here's what I'm doing right now. Not not next year, not last year. Right now, this is what I think is important to pay attention to, and this is why I'm doing it, and this is how you can apply this to your business. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that one. Wow. I mean, something we talk about all the time, Joel, are the power of masterminds, the power of mentors. And here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we have an incredible Fire Nation elite community of 100 members, some membership masterminds. And every single one of those members are committed to supporting each other, to engaging, and to learning from each other. And it's so valuable to have those like-minded entrepreneurs to be able to connect with. And the mentor who in, at joelcominnercircle.com will be you. So what a great opportunity. We'll definitely be linking that up in the show notes page. And we're going to break in and thank our sponsors. As an entrepreneur or startup, you're probably on a pretty tight budget, right? You can cut a lot of things out. Let's be lean here. But one thing you shouldn't cut out is legal services. At Walker Corporate Law, a boutique corporate law firm specializing in the representation of entrepreneurs and startups, they actually encourage fixed fees. Why? Because they believe that billable hours reward inefficiency, and that's not what they're about. They also offer several additional legal services to meet all your needs, like help with mergers and acquisitions, licensing agreements, and terms of service and privacy policies. The mission at Walker Corporate Law? To protect entrepreneurs and to help them succeed. With a group of lawyers who all have at least 10 to 25 years of experience, you can rest assured they'll do both. If you're looking to make a connection with a law firm who cares about each and every one of their clients, then contact the founder, scott at walkercorporatelaw.com today. That's scott at walkercorporatelaw.com. Aren't we so lucky to have the ability to listen to podcasts instantly no matter where we are? Now you can do the same with audiobooks. Audiobooks.com allows you to download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening, or you can stream them instantly. That means easy access to your great content in the car or the gym. And if you're not a huge fan of listening on your smartphone, you can still stream books on audiobooks.com using your PC or tablet. Here's how easy it is to get started. Head over to audiobooks.com slash fire. Choose from more than 40,000 titles. Don't forget about those business book recommendations you've been hearing on EO Fire. Check out their great membership benefits like one audiobook per month and 33% off additional titles. Sample a couple of books here and there to find the perfect ones. And then get your first book for free when you sign up. It's all at audiobooks.com slash fire. And Joel, this is a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, 
the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I am ready. I accept your challenge. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you, Joel Kahn, back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing. I I have always had entrepreneurism in my blood, and uh, my first jobs out of college were as a DJ at a nightclub, and it didn't take me long to realize that I could make more money if I bought my own sound system and went out and did wedding receptions and pool parties, uh, you know, three, four hundred dollars for a few hour gig rather than fourteen dollars an hour, you know, in the nightclub. And so there was nothing holding me back. I just went after it, and when the the internet became a thing, I. You know, I've always been into computers and technology, and I had my first website up in 1995. So there's never been anything to stop me, and there never will be. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, what a great question. Best advice was when um, I had... Uh, had success with Google AdSense. I'm one of the, I cracked the code before just about the rest of the world in 2004. I, I did a lot of testing with page placement and colors and block sizes. And I shared with some friends of mine that had some pretty high profile sites what I was doing and their AdSense revenue shot up. And they said, you know, you really ought to put this down into an ebook. And, and so I did. And Google AdSense Secrets came out in January of 2005, was an instant bestseller, led to a number of future editions and was turned into a traditionally published book called The AdSense Code, which hit the New York Times bestseller list. And and, I mean, just writing that book was so transformative because it opened the door to uh, major publishers and speaking engagements for Tony Robbins and standing in front of thousands of people just uh, sharing my success in order to help them become successful. Uh, So doing that book was, was a big, big deal. Joel, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I don't let anybody should on me. I really, I just, I love that statement. Yeah, me because too. The plan works, <laughs> but, you know, people, especially in the realm of social media, well, you should be doing Pinterest and you should be doing Google Plus and you should be doing Hangouts. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm one person and I'm not going to let it master me. I'm going to do things and projects and use social media in a way that makes sense for me. And, and actually for all of Fire Nation, in case nobody's told you this before, you don't have to do anything in the social space. You get to do what you want to do. Pick the sites that work for you. Tweet as often as you like and no more so, so that you don't become a slave to social media, but you get to tell it how you're going to operate. Wow. Love it. I still remember when I changed my Twitter avatar to my actual Entrepreneur on Fire logo. I got so many people emailing and tweeting saying, you cannot have your logo as your Twitter avatar. You're going to change it back to your face right now. That's crazy. And I'm like, you are shitting on me right now. That's right. Don't let anybody do it. Do you have an internet resource, Joel, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? You know what? I don't. It's really funny. I'm kind of old school. I'm one of these guys that doesn't even use Hootsuite. I prefer the Facebook and Twitter interfaces for when I when I tweet and do stuff. And I, I'm still a sticky note guy, which is 
really funny because technology has been the core of, you know, the, the way I get my message out all these years. So sorry to disappoint you there, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to the technology I use. Hey, no disappointment. In fact, I think people might be a little relieved that you can be as successful as you are without having to rely on resources. So great stuff in Fire Nation. You can find the links to everything that we're talking about in today's episode at eofire.com slash joelcom, and that's with two M's. Joel, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? You know, I'm going to totally throw you for a loop here because you're probably <laughs> expecting um, a tech or a social media book from me. And one of the books that I've read that has actually been completely transformative in my life in every respect is called Boundaries by Henry Cloud. And I can't remember the other guy's name. Last name is Townsend. And it's, you know, boundaries are so necessary in every area of our lives, um, our, our personal relationships and our business relationships. And it's learning how to protect your relationships to boundaries keep good things in and bad things out and knowing when to say no and knowing when somebody is trying to take advantage or overstepping your boundaries. And because I learned the hard way, both in my business and my personal life, I've had to place boundaries in place uh, in, a, in a way that protect me and the people around me that I care about. And I think it's one of the most powerful things you could do. If you get your, your own house together, your own physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being uh, is if you get that healthy, then you are so much better equipped and prepared to help others. Love that. And Joel, Fire Nation loves audio. If they haven't already, they can actually get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Joel, this next question's a doozy. So let's focus. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would reach out to see how I could serve others. Uh, you know, when you when you go out and you ask questions, you discover needs. As long as you're open, so many times we get into conversations with people, and we'll ask them what they do. But what we're really looking for is finish. Tell me what you could do, so I could tell you about myself. <laughs> Right. And, and we, we've not learned to listen. But when you go out there and you just ask people, what do you need? They'll tell you. And if you're listening and hearing, right, if the words are actually penetrating, you get to see into their soul about what they're really all about. And you will know if there's something you can do that can bring value to them. For me, when people ask me what I do, I tell them I peel onions, uh, because it, it's a, first of all, it's an intriguing answer yeah. to a question. I, I believe people's elevator speeches. I think they've been taught all wrong about how to do an elevator speech. Uh, they they tell they've taught us that your elevator speech should give in a nutshell uh, what you do, so people have a clear understanding. I disagree. I think your elevator speech answer should be the beginning of a conversation, not the end of one. Whatever your answer is should lead people to be intrigued enough to ask another question to go deeper. And so I'm big on asking questions because you get to the core of what somebody's about and what they need. And if that's how I had to start, I would do it that way. And then I would tell people how I can help them and, and would it be a consultant. So what's your elevator pitch? 
I peel onions. That's what I tell people when they ask me what I do. I tell them I peel onions and they're, that takes them aback. They're like, what does that mean? And then I will, when they ask me that question, I'll say, I ask people questions and help them to get clarity on their core, what they're passionate about and how they can use their God-given talents, skills, abilities, and personality to make an impact on the world and be personally fulfilled. Oh, Joel, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey all the way from classic games and before to where you're at now. And the future is obviously bright. Let's end this by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Boy, you know, get clarity and focus. There are so much noise around us on all the things that we think we should be doing. And I'm not saying you have to focus on one project, but it's usually a good idea to be successful in one area before you get too distracted in others. And this is why being part of a mastermind and having a coach is so important. I've invested multiple thousands of dollars, five figures, at least one time in, uh, in having coaches that would help me get clarity along the way because uh, as successful as I've been, there's times where I can't see the forest for the trees and I need help of my own. And Joel, what's the best way we can find you? Oh, I'm, I'm the easiest guy to find in the world because I'm the only Joel Calm in the world with this name. And, and it's funny because Calm is my real name with two M's. Uh, it's proof that God has an incredible sense of humor being in the internet <laughs> business. So if you just go to joelcom.com, I'm there on my blog, joelcominnercircle.com. If you're interested in joining me on this mastermind journey and any of the social sites, I will undoubtedly come up when you search for me. Joel, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we're talking about at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives. Or Fire Nation, just type in Joel into the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Joel, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Fire Nation, you're not alone. When you join our mastermind community, Fire Nation Elite, you'll be joining a tribe of like-minded people who are here to help you feel confident about your business, help you find the right track, and help you grow your business, launch your new products or services, and become the entrepreneur you've always wanted to be. 100% support, 100% of the time. Visit FireNationElite.com to fill out your application and schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 